Hallelujah. We want to give God thanks this morning for leading us thus far. Giving thanks for allowing us to be here. Snowing on the outside, but we are so grateful to God that we are still able to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Could have been otherwise, but He kept us and allowed us to be here this morning that we can praise Him and worship Him in spirit and in truth. Praise the name of the Lord, everyone. Come on, son. Give him a thunderous praise because it belongs to him. Hallelujah. How great is our Lord? How great is our Lord? He's worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the moon of the sea, the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. We worship him this morning. We glorify him this morning. We lift him up this morning. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve this morning. Come on, sons of the living God. He's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. He is the 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 mighty God. Angels bow before him. The kings of this world, hallelujah, they fear him. He's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. The mighty God is Jesus. The Prince of Peace is he. The everlasting Father, hallelujah, the King, hallelujah, in eternity. He's the mighty God. Come on, sins of the living God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 somebody say, what a mighty God we serve, angels bow before him, heaven and earth adore him, mighty God we serve, come on, saints of the living God, he is worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord must be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give him thanks this morning. We want to take this opportunity to greet each and every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Never forget that your God is mighty. Never forget that your God is great. Never forget that your God is to be worshipped. He's to be feared. He's to be adored. He's to be lifted up. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I take this opportunity one more time just to greet everyone uh, that's in the house this morning, those who are joining us on, online, whether it's been Zoom platform, Facebook Live, YouTube, you name it. Uh, we're just excited to have you in the house of the Lord this morning. To all our elders, ministers, evangelists, all God's precious saints, we greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Hallelujah to all our visitors. Uh, perhaps we have visitors online this morning. We do appreciate having you join with us this morning in the house. Uh, we're just so grateful to the Lord for what He's doing in the midst of us. Hallelujah. Let's, 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 under, let's understand, saints of, of the living God, that Jesus did say, Upon this rock I built my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You can print it on the banner, and you can, you can lift that banner very high. 
and it's a tell head. The church is calling. My God, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Praise the name of Brother Zachary. Go have a seat for me, please. Hallelujah. Yes. I want us to understand when, when that it's time for the word. We don't need to go outside. We must have respect in regard to the word of the living God. Uh, you slip out before the word. If you have to use the washroom, slip out and use it. But when it's the word of God, unless it's an, uh, an emergency, we want to show honor and respect to the word of the living God. And uh, when, when we are on the outside and we're about to enter the church, if it's the Bible that's been read, or if they're praying, saints, let's just wait and be patient until that is completed before we enter in. And we need, some of us older ones, we know these principles, but I'm afraid our younger ones are not seeing it. And this happening, and we don't want the generation to come up that don't show regard to the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And back in the days, I know, especially those of us who are seeking the Holy Ghost when it comes to the word, you better sit tight. Because anytime now, the Holy Ghost can drop on you. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm not being hard, I'm just not, it's just principle. Praise the name of the Lord, it's principle. Give God thanks. We give him thanks this morning. Let us pray one more time. Let us pray one more time. Father, we're about to break bread, Lord Jesus, and we know God Almighty that your words, their spirit and their life. God Almighty, as we come before you one more time, I pray even now that Lord Jesus, that you may enlighten our minds with your word. Lord Jesus, we're so frail. Oh God Almighty, hallelujah. At times we're so weak, but God, your word, hallelujah, comes to strengthen, it comes to give life. Your word, oh God Almighty, we thank you one more time in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for everyone that's here this afternoon, Lord God. And I pray right now that you will move every powers of darkness, Lord, and cause your glorious light to shine in. Hallelujah. Let your glorious light illuminate God Almighty, our minds, even now, God. Arrest us, O oh God. Hallelujah. Cause us to see, God Almighty, how powerful you are, how beautiful and how sweet your words are, Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. For your word is life. It's sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. Lord Jesus, we pray even now, God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for those who are joining us online. We pray, Lord Jesus, right where they are right now. Lord Jesus, hallelujah. We have, as we have freely received, we come freely to give this morning, Lord Jesus. Arrest their minds, Lord, in that home, in that workplace, Lord Jesus. Arrest their minds right now in your precious name. Hallelujah. We give him thanks one more time. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We give him thanks one more time. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. To the book of uh, Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Exodus chapter 3. Hallelujah. Here we have in the book of Exodus chapter 3, 
story, an account of the Lord's visitation to his servant, who was considered a prince in Egypt, born in a time of adversity. Very dark days. No other than the prophet Moses, the prophet Moshe. The Bible said that Moses at this time, at this period in his life, he was not in the midst of the, the palace. He was not living the life of luxury and comfort, but he had escaped for his life in the land of Midian. He's no ordinary person. He's a one God believer from the tribe of Levi or Levi. The Bible said that having escaped the hands of Pharaoh, he found himself in the land of Midian, joined himself with a priest in Midian, working for this priest, his father-in-law, Jethro, taking care of sheep. The Bible said that Moses on this day led the flock into the wilderness and came to Sinai. I want us to pause there for a moment. While Moses was in the palace of Pharaoh, we did not get an account that God ever spoke with him. While he was in the palace of comfort and luxury, we were not told that God ever revealed himself to him. We know that Moses was raised to fear the eternal God. We know that he was taught from a tender age that Yahweh, that's what they call him in the Hebrew, is one. That there is only one God and he is to be worshipped. We know that he was taught from a tender age that he was not like the Egyptians. He was from the, the tribe of Levi and he was a Hebrew boy, a one God believer. So having escaped the hands of Pharaoh that seek at one point to kill him because he defended and stood up for a Hebrew brother and slew an Egyptian, hid him under the sand. And the news was going around town and that Moses had killed the Egyptian. When Pharaoh knew this, 
He sought the life of Moses to kill him. Moses fled to the land of Midian. And there, brothers and sisters, we're now given this account in the third chapter of Exodus that Moses led his father-in-law's flock to the inside, to the far rather into the wilderness. Let us understand that this task, this job that Moses had was not an ordinary job. I would even go as far to say it was more difficult than standing up for his brother in the land of Egypt. Tending to sheep is a very difficult task. You talk to shepherds, you talk to those. One time I was doing a research trying to understand it. why is it so difficult and this this scientist he wrote an article I read through the article and at the end of the article he stated there is only one quality that can be found in a sheep everything else seemingly is so dumb. I said, tell me more. I want to find this out. At the end of the article, he said, summarize it, and he said, the only thing, the only quality that you can find in a sheep is that a sheep knows his master's voice. Nothing else. No, not even one more thing can you find. And so can you imagine now Moses from a place of comfort, from a place of luxury, into the land of Midian, a very lonely man. A man whose life now is turned upside down. When you read through the pages of the scripture, you hardly hear anything about his family. But while Moses in the midst of a very difficult time in his life he led the flock far into the wilderness. And brothers and sisters when you read the text every word carries a meaning. It gives us a deeper understanding about the narrative. It is far into the wilderness that Moses is and the Sinai, the mountain of God. And while he was there, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush. Moses stared in amazement. This tells us, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, that when God 
is about to reveal something to you, it must arrest your mental capacity. God is above your intelligence. God's revelation is greater than anything that you can ever witness in this land. God's revelation must create wonder, amazement. And so Moses looked and he saw a bush burning. And yet still, uh, the bush was not consumed. There was fire all over the bush. Uh, but the, uh, the branches and the leaves, they were not consumed. Every revelation from the Lord means something. Number one, it arrests the attention of Moses, cause him to pause. Seize his activity as shepherd. The most important thing now is to see what's happening with this bush. Moses, if as we go along in the story, most of us know, is going to be selected by God to lead his people. And God shows up in such a profound way. And as he watches Moses, looking to see if he would pause and consider what was happening. Because if he's ever going to lead his people out of bondage, he must be concerned. If he's ever going to lead his people out of bondage and receive the laws of God, then he must understand the mystery of the fire. Yeah. Because Moses, as time goes along, he will have to meet God in the mountain. And God is going to show up in fire and yet the mountain will not be consumed. So if he cannot perceive, if he cannot understand, if he cannot relate to this revelation, then he can't meet God on the mountain. Because the leader must have an experience with God to take the people, my God, where God wants them to go. And that's why we read in the text, when, God, when Moses was going up into the mountain, when God showed up in the midst of fire, the people were afraid, but Moses was not afraid. Why? Because he had had this experience with God on the backside of the desert. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Your desert experience, hallelujah, carries a weight, hallelujah, for the future experience that you will have with God. Moses said, I must go see it. And when the Lord saw Moses was coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Moses said, here I am. He said, do not come any closer. Now take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. 
man must be prepared not only to see but also to receive a revelation that comes from God. Many people have seen, many people have heard, but very few have perceived. As long as Moses disobeyed, he would not have received and perceive and get to understand what God was about to do. The place that you're standing, Moses, is holy ground. Don't you come any closer. Take your sandals from off your feet. I am the God of your father. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And the God of the patriarchs. I'm the one who appeared to your forefather Abraham when he was Abraham. I'm the one that changed his name. I'm the one that made a promise with him. I'm the one that told him that his seed shall be in Egypt as slaves for 400 years. But they shall come out, hallelujah, as a great people. I'm the one who appeared to Isaac that I made with his father, Abraham. I'm the one who appeared to Jacob, confirmed what I've made, the promise I've made with his grandfather, Abraham, his father, Isaac. You are no ordinary person. Bible said when Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. God is looking. At all times, God is looking. Jesus. This is just not a historic event, but God is concerned about the people that carries his name. Amen. Israel at that point in time was the nation that was selected by God to be a light to the nations of this world. One can debate we can disagree, but God, by his sovereign will, selected the household of Abraham, one man. Yeah. And out of him became, or came, this nation, Israel, that God ordained to be a holy nation 
Amen. He said, you are my people and I will be your God. You're holy unto me. No ordinary nation. It's the nation that carries the name of God. The Bible said that I have seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave masters. God is always observing the distress and the oppression of his people. And if God selected Moses as a leader to lead his people out of bondage in an act of justice, it means, brothers and sisters, listen carefully, that God cannot turn a blind eye to the distress of his people today. If he forsake his people, he can't be considered the eternal one. If he abandon his people, turn his back on his people, and cause his people to be consumed in distress and oppression, he can't be considered the eternal God. You can think about it and say amen after Moses, I am aware of their suffering. There's nothing that a believer goes through that God is not concerned with. There's no suffering, there's no pain, there's no difficulty, there's no persecution that God has not taken account of. And if God is a God of justice, that's why he tells, tells his people, Never take vengeance. It belongs to me. Yeah. He did say to Saul, it is about time that I'm about to settle my account with the Amalekites. Telling us that this just God has a time clock of his own will. There's nothing that we go through that God does not take account of. He said to Moses, I'm aware of their suffering and I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. God wants us to be free. God wants us, hallelujah, to be liberated. Praise the name of the living God. And there may be those of us who are bound by the powers of darkness like Egypt represented in those times. Hallelujah. The worldly powers of darkness. Hallelujah. But God said, I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. The land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Persites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. Look! The cry of the people of Israel has reached me. 
I've seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. That is what God is saying to Moses. My people must be led out of Egypt. As the story goes along in Exodus chapter 5, the Bible said that Israel leaders, Moses and Aaron, went and spoke to Pharaoh. They told him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go so they may hold a festival in my honor in the wilderness. Freedom comes with a purpose. God at any time never freed any individual for them to have their own will. When God free us, it is to carry out his will and his purpose. Moses told Pharaoh, in the name of Jesus, God said, let my people go, that they may hold a festival in my honor in the wilderness. We see the word wilderness in it. There's something that we have to understand that God has something to say about comfort and luxury. Hello? God wants them to have a festival in the wilderness. And the place that's occupied by wild Reptiles, things that can consume God's people. But he said, I want them to hold a festival in my honor in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, Is that so? Who is this Lord? Why should I listen to him and let Israel go? the Lord and I will not let Israel go. That's the power of the world system. Yeah. They refuse to acknowledge the eternal one. They refuse to acknowledge the one that says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. One that says I God created everything. Beside me there is no other God. Aaron and Moses persisted. The God of the Hebrews has met with us. They declared. So let us take a three day journey into the wilderness so we can offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. We don't. If we don't, he will kill us with a plague or with the sword. What does this mean to us? As children of God, what does this mean to us? It tells us how serious God is about his worship. 
There can be no compromise concerning the worship of God. There can be no agreement with the world concerning the worship of God. Pharaoh replied, Moses and Aaron, why are you distracting the people from their task? Get back to work. Look, there are many of your people in the land and you're stopping them from work. That's the system of the world. Consider this, brothers and sisters. What is it that brought Pharaoh or Moses into the presence of Pharaoh? It is an encounter with God. It is an encounter with the divine. It's in the revelation that they have received that brought them into the presence of Pharaoh. Tells us, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, that when God speaks to us, when the Lord reveals to us his will, that's what Moses got, the will of God. When we have to face the adversary, the adversary is going to put up a fight. He don't want us to ever be joined with the will of God. Because he knows if the will of God, hallelujah, is fulfilled in your life, then there's going to be a brilliance of light that will be shining. And, the, and the, the purpose of the adversary is to cast darkness upon the land. He wants to keep you in the shadow of darkness. He wants to cloud your mind that you can't see. That's what's happening with even with our government of today. Don't mind having the world in a state of confusion. Don't mind having people living in fear. Because if I have you in fear, I can cast, I can bring forth my agenda. I can bring forth my will for as long as you're paralyzed. That's why the book tells us the fear of man is a trap. Because if you're fearful of man, anything that you're fearful of, it becomes your master. Oh, God serious about his worship. The book of Exodus chapter 8 and verse 1 tells us that the Lord said to Moses, go back to Pharaoh and announce to him. This is what the Lord says, let my people go so they can worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will send a plague of frogs across your entire land. Nile River will swarm with frogs. Hello, somebody. This is just not a story. This is real. They will come up out of the river and into your palace. Even into your bedroom and onto your bed. They will enter the houses of your officials and your people. Frogs. They will even jump into your ovens. 
and you're needing bulls, frogs. Frogs will jump on you, your people, and all your officials. God said, I am going to put frogs upon you if you don't let my people go to worship me. Hello, somebody. How serious God is about his worship. In Exodus chapter 9 and verse 1. Go back to Pharaoh. The Lord commanded Moses. Tell him this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews says. Let my people go so they may worship me. If you continue to hold them and refuse to let them go, the hand of the Lord will strike all your livestock, your horses, donkeys, camels, cattle, sheep, and goats with a deadly plague. But the Lord will again make a distinction between the livestock of the Israelites and that of the Egyptians. Not a single one of Israel animals will die. Serious about his worship. As we read on in the book of Exodus, chapter 9, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, refused to let God's people go. And God smote the land of Egypt, every livestock perished. When they went over to the, uh, to the land of Goshen, where the Israelites were, the donkeys were praying, the cattles were mowing, the sheep, hallelujah, was bleating. All their livestock were still alive. Not a single one died. God knows how, hallelujah, to display his power. God knows how to keep his people in the midst, hallelujah, of a battle. What was this battle about? It was about worship. What was this about? Everything to do with religion. The powers of Egypt and their gods versus this one God, the true, eternal, living God. What is the, the battle of present day time in which we live? It's a religious battle. It's the gods of this world versus the creator of this world who have revealed himself as Jesus the Christ. Man and his power that God allows him to have against the eternal one. Man that wants to live his own life according to his will and rebel against the true and living God. That's the problem that we have today. It's a religious war. But God says, my people must be free to worship me. I have news for the adversary. Whenever you see the adversary pushing against God's people, trying to interfere with the worship of God, then God is going to act. Yeah. Is He's going to act. 
He's serious about his worship. When we move over to Exodus chapter 10, the Bible tells us that God told Moses one more time, go visit the house of Pharaoh. Tell him, make some demands again. And his officials stubborn. Hello. Hello, somebody. You put this in practical terms. You may be living your Christian life, having your Christian walk with the Lord. And even your workplace, you're having difficulty. A difficult time. And sometimes you're wondering, why is it that my manager, my supervisor, whoever that person is, is making things so difficult? Well, you can ask God. He will answer. God told Moses, I have made Pharaoh and his officials stubborn. Yeah. God hardened his heart. Brothers and sisters, it's a great mystery. The most cruel person that's on the outside, there's something from God that's in him. Hello, somebody. He did say that all souls are mine. Amen. You want to see somebody becoming very cruel? If God remove his presence from that person, allow that person's conscience to be seared. And that person begins to do some wicked things and his conscience don't even affect him. You wonder, how can that person become like that? In the midst of what was happening in Egypt, all the display of the plagues upon the people, God removed himself and allowed Pharaoh to become very hard in his heart. No concern for what was happening to his people. He says, I have made him and his official stubborn so I can display my miraculous signs among them. I've also done it so you can tell your children and grandchildren about how I made a mockery of the Egyptians and about the signs I displayed among them. So you will know that I am the Lord. It's time for the church to be intelligent. Yeah. Amen. When God shows up and gives us a victory or a revelation, it's just not to speak in tongues about dance all night until your, your hat goes left or right and shout, 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 and you don't know what you're shouting about. God never did anything without that. So dark.
They could not see. No one moved, paralyzed the Egyptians. Someone asked, read back the book of Genesis. It is this God that said, let there be light. The Bible said, but there was light as usual where the people of Israel lived. Darkness on the worldly system. Darkness over the powers and the land of Egypt. But light in the land of Goshen. Don't you know that if God chooses to hide his light, then the entire world will be covered in darkness. And what we see now in, in this time in which we're living in, what we call, what has been called the pandemic, it's a time of confusion which can be translated as darkness upon the entire world. It doesn't matter, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what the powers and the authorities of the countries across this globe, what they may think, what they may try to do, every man is in a state of confusion. They may project as if they have some sense of control. Control and what's happening. But it's the hand of God that stretch out across this globe. A state of confusion that man has no answer for. But in the midst of the confusion, the church of the living God is in light. In the midst of the confusion, the church of the living God is still worshiping. Hello, somebody. For God's church is never covered in darkness. God's church is ever victorious. He said, upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, God is never taken by surprise. God knows what's happening across this land. Somebody may say, that wicked people with wicked agenda is doing what they want to do. But I want us to understand that because we believe in the oneness of God, that he's sovereign and all power belongs to him, we must understand that God has created and given us a gift that's called free will. And God will allow us to do what we want to do. But there are times when God will counter our will to ensure that his will takes effect. God could have stopped Nimrod from the very first time he laid the first brick. To build the tower of Babel. But God did not stop him. 
The scripture tells us that when he recognized that the people were one, they were united in rebellion against the name of God, that the Bible said that he came down to confound their language because their will was going to uh, uh, go completely against God's will. So God trumped their free will. But he did give them space to do what they wanted to do. God's confounded their language and scattered them across the face of the earth. The church of the living God is victorious. Why? Because we exist in light. Not only do we exist in the light of God, but we are carriers of the light of God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has, hallelujah, the ability to allow the immense darkness to cover this world. Yet the child of God, the believer, is in light. Praise the name of the living God. God has the ability to confound the powers of this world. But his people are free to worship him. Come on, saints of the living God. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that when God cast that, 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 that darkness upon his Egypt, the Bible said, Pharaoh called for Moses, go and worship the Lord, he said, but leave your flocks and herds here. You may even take your little ones with you. Go and worship the Lord. We must read the Bible carefully. You see the world? wants to bargain concerning our worship. There's no negotiation concerning the worship of our living God. Hallelujah. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. The four and twenty elders fall on their face. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. He must be worshipped in spirit and in truth. See, the world knows how to negotiate. Why the flocks? Why the herds? Because when they are delivered out of Egypt into the wilderness... God is going to meet Moses to tell him how he must be worshipped. He's going to tell him about the sacrifices and which animals are considered clean. Now, if Egypt holds on to the animals, how can worship be effective? So Moses said, no! You must provide us with animals for sacrifices and burnt offerings to the Lord our God. All our livestock must go with us. We can't bargain concerning our worship. Hallelujah. Not a hoof can be left behind. We must choose our sacrifices for the Lord, our God, among, from among these animals. And we don't know how we are to worship the Lord 
until we get there while you're in the midst of the Egyptians, my God Almighty. Hallelujah. Moses is saying, we can't leave one thing down in Egypt. Our worship, we don't even understand what he requires of us as yet. But when we get out of Egypt, he's going to instruct us how to worship him. For we have never been freed. Hallelujah. But when we are freed, he's going to tell us how to worship him. Not one hoof will be left down in Egypt. There is no negotiation. It's a time in which we live, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, church of the living God. I'm imploring you right now. The world system wants to strike a balance with you. Want to negotiate to compromise your worship. But the hour is come that those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is the only one that can tell us. God is the only one that can instruct us through his word. What is true worship? Hallelujah. It's not what. Worship has nothing to do with feelings. Hello, somebody. That's why the church is in a state like it's in today. Because there are folks who say, I just feel like God wants me to do this. Hello, somebody. If God ever, hallelujah, established his church on feelings, there would be no church here today. Because I could tell you this morning, I don't feel like preaching. But he says, you got to preach the word of the living God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So it's never about feeling, brothers and sisters. There are days that you get here behind this desk. My God Almighty, you don't even know what you're going to say. You don't even know what to tell God's people. But you say, God, one more time, use me, my God Almighty, hallelujah, to bring forth your glory. And he puts a word on your lip. Never about feeling. Somebody say to Moses, the people of Israel say to Moses, hallelujah, give me your vision. Give me your purpose. What you're going to do? How you're going to lead us out? Uh, you got to give me a plan. Give me a document. Show the elders a document concerning, hallelujah, how you're going to lead us out. But God never gave Moses any document. Moses was wise enough to ask, you told me you're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What's your name? I need to know your name. For when I get down back to Egypt, the people, the elders are going to ask, who is this God? What's his name? And if it don't line up, I can't lead them. That's what the church has. The name. Because the name speaks of the fame of God. His works. His character. Who he is. Not just to identify my God Almighty. But it tells us, hallelujah, who God is by his fame. My God Almighty, hallelujah. When Moses came out, my God Almighty, tell Joshua, my God, about the people of uh, about Rahab in Jericho. Hallelujah. Rahab said, I've heard the fame is gone abroad about your God, how he delivered you out of the land of Egypt. Hello, somebody. So the church, my God Almighty, has got to know the authority that's in the name of the living God. But if you don't know, you can't offer true worship. 
That's why when God said, separate from among them, hallelujah, touch not the unclean thing. It's my God Almighty to set you on a course that your life can be a living sacrifice to him. You know somebody, no compromise. And Moses, hallelujah, said we can't compromise. Uh, we, you're in darkness and you want to compromise with the children of light. There's no compromise because all that we have belongs to our God. I wish the church would begin to think like this. All that we have belongs to the name of our God. Hallelujah. Every hoof belongs to him. We can't compromise with God's property. Everything, hallelujah, that we have must worship God. Hallelujah. For there's coming a time that he's going to tell us, Thou shalt love the Lord, that God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. It's your resources. God says, hallelujah. Moses, after a point in time, Pharaoh begged and God lifted darkness. But his heart was hardened again. And, then, and the Bible said that God said, I'm going to put one more plague. It's a final plague. I'm going to put it upon them. Hallelujah. I'm going to cause every firstborn in the house of Egypt. Hallelujah. Every one of them, hallelujah, the firstborn must die. Somebody said, how could a good God do something like that? <laughs> and God says, they had no regard for my people. When Pharaoh recognized that there was one to be born, hallelujah, the deliverer, according to the wise men, someone was about to be born. Pharaoh made a decree that all the male child must be killed. Hallelujah. Two years and under in Egypt in, from the Hebrew boys must be killed. Hallelujah. A river, my God Almighty, that land was filled with blood. My God Almighty, as they kill, my God, Hebrew boys. But God spared the life of Moses, his deliverer. It doesn't matter how dark the days become. God knows how to protect his people. It doesn't doesn't matter how dark the days come, God knows how to set forth a path for his deliverer. My God Almighty, there's got to be a voice in the land of darkness. There's got to be a voice, hallelujah, that will speak out against the darkness of this land. God knows how to orchestrate his plan to bring forth that purpose. So he says, I'm going to kill all firstborns. And the Bible said, hallelujah, I'm just going to give you one plan. My God Almighty, make sure that you understand what I'm saying, Moses. Tell all the elders of Israel, the 70 elders, let them know and let them tell the families and everyone, my God Almighty, to pick, select for themselves a lamb out of their livestock, one without blemish, set it aside, my God Almighty, for there's a set time that I'm going to tell them they must sacrifice that lamb and they must not break one bone of that lamb. But that lamb signifies, my God Almighty, the very lamb of God that whom we come to know is Jesus Christ. He said, collect that blood in a basin, my God Almighty, and take the bush, the hyssop, take that blood and put it up on the lintels of the door and tell your folks, my God Almighty, every one of them, no man go on the outside bargaining with 
like those Egyptians. No man go looking for friend, neighbor, hallelujah, who it may be. But let them know everyone has got to stay within their house and eat that lamb. My God Almighty, hallelujah. Don't waste no portion of it. Because I'm telling you, I'm going to send the destroyer across the land. And when he comes across the land, only the house that has the blood upon it that's going to be speared. I don't care what name you carry. If the blood is not upon your house, they're going to die. There's going to be death in the house. And the Bible said that that night, my God, it's called the Passover. That my God Almighty, the angel of death, moved through the land of Egypt. And he passed over the house of Pharaoh and the children of Egypt. And every one of them, my God Almighty, the death angel visited. And there was death in the house. But upon the Israelites, those who believe in the word of the living God, there's something to be said about the word of God. God is not going to spare no disobedient person. It doesn't matter what you may think about him. It doesn't matter how good you may think you are. If you don't align with the word of God, there can be never any salvation meted out to you. And so, my God, those who were in, my God Almighty, the houses covered with the blood, my God Almighty, when the angel passed, he said, if I see the blood, I'm going to pass over you. Now, what is that blood? It's the name of the living God now. Hallelujah. For Jesus did come into this world. The one who made darkness. The one who made light. The man who came into this world. Emmanuel, God with us. Hallelujah. He was crucified upon Calvary. He bled. He died. My God Almighty. But that blood means everything to those who believe. If you have the blood of Jesus on your life, then you shall not see death. I'm talking about eternal death. Those who don't believe. He says, any man who does not believe in me, Jesus, they're going to die in their sins. He said, I am the light of the world. The same light that was found down in Egypt. I am that light that was shining while there was darkness in the world. Hallelujah. 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 If you believe in this light, you shall not walk in darkness, but you shall have the light of life. Hallelujah. Saints of the living God. You're walking in the light of the word. Hallelujah. You're walking in the light of the word. He said, my God Almighty. Hallelujah. As long as you have the name upon you. When the angel of death passes by. When the judgment comes. You're going to be speared. Somebody say, eh, this church thing. I don't know about this church thing. So many folks, they jump, they scream, they holler. Uh, but God knows why people are worshiping. Doesn't have to make sense to us. God knows, hallelujah, hallelujah, what true worship is. The world never understand what worship is. 
But the people of God knows what worship is. Hallelujah. For worship is an obedient life to the will of God. Worship is an obedient life to the word of God, to the commands of God. Hallelujah. Never a man worship according to his will, but according to the will of God. God put judgment on the household of Egypt to prove who his true believers are. Because when the angel had passed on, every house of Egypt, there was crying. Death in the house of Pharaoh. Death in the houses of the officials of Pharaoh. Death, my God Almighty, in the farmers, hallelujah, hallelujah, Pharaoh. Every one of them, my God Almighty, there was death all around. Stench, my God Almighty, hallelujah. As they look and they search out the houses of the Egyptian, death, but in the house of the believers, hallelujah. These people were ready for worship, for their hands, they were ready, they, they were packed and ready to go. For God was about to take them out of darkness. Hallelujah. Take them out of the land. Hallelujah. Of the powers of darkness. Just like he's ready to deliver the church out of this world. Hello, somebody. Somebody, some folks don't want to hear anything about heaven no more. Nobody want to hear about the coming judgment. Nobody want to hear that there's a red hot hell that's waiting, my God, for every unbeliever. But I'm telling you, somebody this morning, I want you to know that God is setting a stage right now across this world to deliver his church out of this world. Come on, saints of the living God. It's not time for us to slap no ride with the Lord. It's time to look up for our redemption joy nigh. It's time, my God Almighty, for us to recognize hallelujah, that these are the last days. My God, something is about to take place. Something is about to happen right here, right now, at any time, any moment, my God Almighty, something beautiful is about to happen. My God Almighty, the believer is packed and ready to go. My God Almighty, hallelujah. Shoes, sandals, well tied. My God Almighty, for there's about to sound a trumpet, my God, that tells us it's a trumpet of deliverance. There's coming a time, my God, that he shall appear and snatch his bride out of this world. Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? Are you ready my God Almighty. Is your house swept? My God. Is your house clean? My God. Are you ready? My God to meet the bridegroom when he comes. He's coming. He's coming. Don't you see? Don't look on the darkness that's in the world. Look on the light. My God. That's in the midst of us. Look on the power of the light. The glorious light. Hallelujah. That's in the midst of the church. My God. We are told. My God. That this same light will show up in a glorious appearing. Shonda Bahosiah. 
my God Almighty, hallelujah, look, my God Almighty, behold him, the Lamb of God. John said, my God, while he was on the Isle of Patmos, my God Almighty, caught up in a vision, he saw one like the Son of God, my God Almighty. And when he looked on him, he saw the brilliance of the light, my God Almighty, like the sun, my God, that shines. My God, John said, he fell as dead when he looked upon him. I'm not worried what's happening in this world. My eyes, my focus is on the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. My focus is on the one who died for me. My focus is on the one who's coming to rapture me. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Let the church worship. 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 My God Almighty. Hallelujah. Let them act. Let them do what them do. My God Almighty. Let them huff. Let them puff. My God. Let them blow at the house. But my God is the deliverer. My God is the mighty God. My God is the everlasting one. My God is the ancient of days. My God is the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. Shamba Hosiah. Come on, somebody. Yes, my God Almighty. Yes, my God Almighty. Hallelujah. And where the children of God are, my God, there's an anointing that's traveling with them. But when they cross over on the Red Sea, you read that story, my God Almighty, just before they cross over and the people recognized that the world system did not want to let them go, came after them. They cried out to Moses, cried out to the Lord. Moses cried out to the Lord. My God, God said, you think I'm gone nowhere? I'm right here. What you're doing crying to me? Stretch your hands forward. Tell the people to go forward. Hallelujah. Don't you stop moving. Tell my church to go forward. Don't you look back at what's happening in the camp of the Egyptians. Don't you be scared of the Egyptians. Tell them, go forward. What does that mean? It means that the church has never, at any time, should never lose momentum. Hello, somebody. The church should never stop at any time. My God Almighty, the church must know, hallelujah, in the midst of the battle, you got to move. Hallelujah. In times, hallelujah, when depression and my God Almighty faces your struggles, faces you, you got to move because the church, hallelujah, is a moving movement. My God is a living organism. My God Almighty, that's set up by God. God is never still. He fills this universe. He's everywhere at every time. My God Almighty. He's the God of the Egyptians and he's the God of Israel. He's the God of the heathen and he's the God of the church. My God Almighty. The church has nothing to fear. Move forward. Oh, Moses. Don't you stop, Moses. Look what you have in your hand. Stretch it across. Part the waters, my God, which represent, my God, the confusion. God's going to do something in the midst of a state of panic and confusion. But if the church stop to pay attention to the confusion, then there's going to be a problem. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus, if you keep moving, 
He never tell you to stop. Why you stop? Move. Hallelujah. 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 Who, who is delivering you? Who can stop the mighty hand of God? When he gets ready to move. My God. Don't you, didn't you see the display of God in Egypt? Why are you panicking? Hallelujah. Over these chariots that you see coming in the household of Pharaoh. Read it. God recognized Moses stretch his hand over the Red Sea. And as soon as Moses stretched his hand over the Red Sea, you got to understand, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a surprise for God. From the moment that God created the Red Sea, the word of God had already instructed it that at this time, you got to part from our people to go through. It's not something that happened just because there was a problem. From the day of creation, that was already instilled, signed, sealed, settled from the day of creation. What, what does a staff have to do with the parting of waters? The Red Sea knew that at that time when the hand was stretched out with the staff, it was the day. And so when the staff was stretched out, that piece of wood, the Red Sea recognized from, from the very beginning of creation when he called the seas together that this day is the day that God's people must part. So the walls of the Red Sea blew. The, the, the wind blew and the walls, hallelujah, the waters formed walls. And God's people passed on dry ground. But read, the Bible said that the, the cloud, the angel of the Lord, left from the front of the camp and went to the rear of the Israelite camp. And at no time there was darkness in the Israelite camp. For it was light shining, hallelujah, in the camp of the Israelites. But to the Pharaoh and his folks, it was darkness. Hello, somebody. Don't you tell me that God, hallelujah, don't know how to conceal his light for the believers. And that's dangerous when God refused to shine. It's dangerous. That means you're in condemnation now. Hallelujah. And when, my God, the people passed through, and the Egyptians recognized and, re and wanted to pass through on the miracle of God's people. Hello, somebody. You got to understand, the miracle that the believer carry is never for the world. Hallelujah. If you have faith in the God of the believer, you may pass through on the miracle. But if you don't have faith and you oppose that God, you can't ride on the miracle of the believer. And so, when the Red Sea recognized, hallelujah, and they were caught there, the Bible said that God moved into the camp of the Egyptians and began to pull off the wheels of the chariots. Hallelujah. And, and when he recognized, he said, these are strange people in the midst of a miracle. Moses, stretch your hands over the Red Sea. For no stranger is going to pass through on my miracle. You got to have the name. 
Hello, somebody. There are folks who are planning for heaven and don't know God. You got to have the name. You can't ride through the plan of salvation without the name. Hallelujah. He said, my God Almighty, read the book. He said, as many as passed through the Red Sea were baptized unto Moses. My God Almighty. Hallelujah. You can't pass through the miracle without a name. You must know. Hallelujah. The one who revealed himself to Moses, the one who will now reveal himself to us is Jesus Christ the Lord. He must be worshipped. He must be loved. He must be adored. He must be lifted up. My God, he's high above the heavens. His glory filled the entire universe. My God Almighty. And I'm talking to you right now. Hallelujah. He's the one who shed his blood for you. He's the one who said, if you believe on me, my God, you don't have to perish, but you can have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on me, hallelujah, should not perish. God don't want nobody to die. He wants to save you. He wants to redeem you. He wants to rescue you. But you must bow, hallelujah, to his omnipresence. You must bow to his name. Lift your hands. Stand everywhere where you are. Shanda Hosiah. Matama Hosiah. Hallelujah. 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 He wants to rescue the perishing. He wants to care for the dying. Hallelujah. He wants to give you life. Hallelujah. And that more abundantly. Don't sit back down there. Hallelujah. Some of us going to leave here this morning. Hallelujah. Not having made a decision to follow Jesus. But this may be your very last moment. Hallelujah. Jesus must be worshipped. Jesus, hallelujah, must be lifted up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. For when he brought his firstborn into this world, he said, let all the angels of God worship him. At times you come in a church, hallelujah, and people just say, we don't feel like worshiping. If you don't feel like worshiping, it's because you really don't know who God is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shambahosa. When I think of hallelujah, how he came down from glory. Hallelujah, to love a wretch like me, my God Almighty. When I think how he gave his life, hallelujah, while I was yet a sinner rebelling against his name, had no love for him, but he died for me that I could have life and have it more abundantly. Now that I know him, my God Almighty, outside of that, I didn't know him, but when he brought me into his glorious and marvelous light, hallelujah, begin to reveal himself to me. Now that I know him, I must give him true worship. Come on, saints of the living God. Now that I know him, my God Almighty, my life is for Jesus. My life belongs to him. I can't do my own thing. I belong to him. He freed me to worship him. He freed me. Hallelujah. That I may worship him. Hallelujah. He freed me that I may lift up his holy name. He freed me that I may be an example to this world. Worship him. Worship him. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Behold the Lamb of God. Take it away the sin of this world. Lift your hands where you are and bless him. If you're not saved and you're here this morning, this morning is the right morning for us to make, hallelujah, 
don't leave this morning without your makeup in your mind. Hallelujah. Wondering if you will follow Jesus. Wondering if I should worship him. Wondering, my God, if I should surrender my life to him. My God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the power of this world. My God Almighty, troubling your mind. Keeping a state of wondering, wondering, wondering. I can't make up my mind. Make up your mind to follow Jesus. Love not the world, none of the things of this world. But if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You must worship Jesus. That's what we're called for. Hallelujah. That's why he made us. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Come on, saints of the living God. If there's ever a time to worship, it's now. My God, is there ever a time to feel the presence of God vibrating our innermost being? It's now. Hallelujah. Now, now is the time. Those of you who are seeking the Holy Ghost, you'll feel the anointing of God all over you right now. Lift your hands and bless Him. Hallelujah. Something good is happening to you right now. Mahoshanda. Want to tell the church how to run the church. My God Almighty. That's what the system of the world is. Hallelujah. Telling you what you can do from what you can't do. My instruction comes from the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. The creator of the heaven and the world. Hallelujah. At no time. Hallelujah. The church was handed over to man. My God Almighty. Not even me. My God Almighty. He gave me a little chance here. He selected me to pastor this flock. But it's his flock. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm just a tool in the hand of God. Thank God Almighty, how much more my God, a stranger riding up to instruct the church. I am the Lord thy God. Hallelujah. Walk before me and be thou perfect. You shall be to me a, a people and I shall be your God. That's what he said. That's what he said. Hallelujah. My people, my people, my God, purchase with my blood. I'm the one that can instruct the church. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're ready for salvation, lift your hands. My God, if you're ready to be buried in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah. You don't have the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. It's no time to wait on the Lord. My God, He's here right now, ready to fill you. Ready, my God Almighty, to charge up your system with a move of the Holy Ghost. My God, He's here, hallelujah. He's here, praise His name. Come on, open your mouth and begin to bless Him right where you are. My God Almighty, let the love of God warm up your heart. String. My God Almighty, bring forth a praise. Bring forth a praise on the innermost part of your being. He's here. Yeshama. The Lord is here. I command you loose right now to behold him, the Lamb of God. That taken away the sin of this world. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost loose. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Bless your people. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Fill your people. Holy Ghost, loose your people. Holy Ghost, establish your praise upon your people right now. Atashamba. My God Almighty, loose up yourself as you begin to glorify the Lord. My God, loose up yourself as you begin to touch you right now. Hallelujah. The presence of the Lord is here.